Don't let the music fool you. This hasn't suddenly become a podcast about superhero movies. I'm Brett from Heinemann. On today's podcast, we're continuing our series of conversations with Cornelius Minor. On any given day, you could find Cornelius talking about members of the Justice League or the Avengers. And in a sense, he's doing that on today's podcast, too. Cornelius is helping us think through how we assemble our teacher teams by looking to superhero teams. Much like members of the Avengers, our teaching teams all have strengths, and how we apply those strengths matters to helping build a successful team. Do you know how you fit into your teaching team? And how do we build an effective teaching team? Cornelius is a frequent keynote speaker and lead staff developer at the Teachers College Reading and Writing Project in New York, where he works with teachers, school leaders, and communities to support literacy reform in cities. In his work, Cornelius not only draws on his years teaching middle school in the Bronx and Brooklyn, but also on time spent skateboarding, shooting hoops, and working with kids. He's also currently writing his first book for Heinemann. Today, we're talking about the importance of working together as educators. While that might seem obvious, there are a lot of layers to getting it right. Cornelius thinks about this a lot in his PD work, but it wasn't until a student asked him if all of his co-teachers lived together that it got him thinking more deeply. It was kind of a weird situation. You know that, like <laughs> that myth where all the kids think that the teachers live in the school? Yeah. Um, well, we were walking home one day, like clearly demonstrating that we don't all live in the school. Um, <laughs> and it was me and three of my co-teachers were walking home one day. Um, and we all live in the same apartment building. <laughs> um, and we and we and, um, and so this kid, Izzy, ran into us and Izzy was like, wait, do y'all live in the same place? And we're like, no, Izzy, teachers don't all live in the same place, but we kind of do. <laughs> and so it was this weird situation where we were totally surprised supporting the stereotype that all your teachers live together. But, you know, it's a funny thing um, that, you know, as a young teacher, I just had so many problems, you know, like, gosh, as a as a decently seasoned teacher, I still got a lot of problems, you know. But one of the things that helped me through the first six years was really being in close proximity to my friends. Mm -hmm. I remember like um, I I came out of school with my friend Steve and we um, and we 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 were kind of looking for places to live and we're like, man, it'd make a lot more sense if we were just like close by. Um, Cause then you can like go over there and cry when you've had yeah. a bad day. You can like, you can, <laughs> you can like steal like lunch meat for your yeah. sandwich. And as I think about the work that I do with teachers now, not, I'm not advocating that you move in with all of your <laughs> colleagues, but I think it is important that as teachers, we have like close knit communities mm-hmm. and that we invest time in actually building those close knit communities mm-hmm. that, um, that this is work that can't happen without a team, you know, and we say that all the time and there are so many cliches that we use to personify team. Um, But then I think what becomes hard is the active labor of building a team. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about part of what makes a good teacher, you know, there's the lesson design and there's the having the great rapport with kids. But I think one attribute that makes a great teacher is the ability to constitute a team. Mm -hmm. And so I've tried to kind of think about, like, when I go to talk to other teachers, how am I teaching them, yes, about curriculum, how am I teaching them about reading and writing, but also how am I leaving a little bit with them for how to build an effective team? Mm -hmm. And all of this, for me, is just kind of stuff that's fallen together when I look at my own team. Actually, it's it's now, gosh, more than 10 years later, and I still live next door to two of my co-teachers, you know, and now we're raising children together, you know, like that (laughs) I've got my kids and they go next door and they play with her kids. And that's an exciting thing to me. And so I think one of the, the first things that that we have to do when we think about building team 
identifying the things that we're really good at. So to kind of extend that Avengers metaphor, like everybody knows their role, man. Yeah. Like, you know, you need like the smart guy that's going to stay at the base <laughs> and tell you where the bad guys are. And then you need like the person who's going to go out and like do all of the smashing, you know, and, and, and you don't want to play both positions. You yeah. want somebody who can specialize. And so I think whenever I talk to teachers about building a team, one important thing is that initial honesty that mm-hmm. you kind of say, yo, I'm the one that's good at word study. Like for all of us, I got the word study, yeah. you know, or I'm the one that's really good at thinking about how we're going to get kids to try big things in writing workshop and 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 so that every person kind of checks in with their thing and so that's one thing I like to teach teachers and so mm-hmm. even when we sit in meetings or we're in staff development you know I want to kind of ask or recruit from the group like what are our superpowers here yeah like who's got the vocabulary you know who's got you know the really cool like writing strategies who's got the math stuff um and then the second thing that i think is really really important in building a team is designing your time Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the annoying thing because none of us have any time yeah none of us yeah you know and so designing the time requires great sacrifice you know, and so the first thing that you're doing as a team after you've identified your superpowers is you're actually like making a sacrifice together mm-hmm. that we're going to commit to a specified amount of time together. And here's how that time is going to go. Whenever I'm inviting teachers to, to work together, the first thing I ask them is for seven minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you can give each other, not even me, but if you can give each other seven minutes a week, I promise that you all are going to be amazing. That's pretty good. Seven minutes. Yeah. Seven minutes. And one of the things that, and I, and I, and I'm really clear about what they should be doing. You know, I always try to think about, you know, in seven minutes like you want to spend your first minute or two just checking in mm-hmm. and not complain time but check in you know because yeah. complain time can easily be 70 minutes yeah. um, but <laughs> that you check in and what you're doing is a status check you know you're doing a status check of the work and a status check of how you're feeling but that's really really important like when you think about school buildings and how they work sometimes like very rarely do people ever ask you like how you're doing and then yeah. they stick around and listen how yeah. do we how can we put a safeguard there to say when you're saying how you're doing, mm-hmm. how do we keep that away from diving into complaining? Because that mm. can easily oh, yeah. shift. Yeah, yeah. And and complaining is healthy. I complain a lot. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. So complain, complaining. And you, and you need to. Yeah, yeah. And complaining is really, really healthy. But um, but in, in the seven minutes time, what I ask them to do is the status check um, should be like nouns. Mm-hmm. Because okay. once you get into verbs, you got to keep talking. You know, like, um, <laughs> but that the status check should be this. So this unit, noun. <laughs> is going well okay you know or or this student is experiencing some movement and so noun, you know so like yeah. i, I want to talk about like the big nouns of our work because when we start talking about the big verbs of our work things get really tricky yeah so this teaching this word study like that's when mm-hmm. things get really tricky and so to keep it just safe at seven minutes like i'm um, the first just kind of check in how are we doing and then the rest of the seven minute we kind of check in and we just think about where's their space in the stuff that we've already planned or the, mm-hmm. in the stuff that i've planned that can assist support further your check-in and so if i name that um that this student is progressing or if I name that I don't know if this student is making the progress that I want them to make or if I name that this unit is going well then somebody else in the circle can be like oh I've got something that can add to that unit Mm -hmm. or oh we've made something that can add to the unit and you know one of the things that surprises me all the time is how much stuff I've got in my pockets that can help my friends yeah you know that my friends will be talking about a thing and I'm like oh I got something like that in my pocket or I got something like that on my iPad, you know, and so, but that we take the time to actually listen because if I don't listen, I don't know that I can share it, Yeah, you know, and so, and really that's what the seven minutes is about is just like that quick status check. And then what do those of us in the circle or those of us on the team, like what do we have in our pockets that can help? So not what can we make because it'll take us more than seven minutes to make. When you look at teacher teams, we all do so much work 
that if we're just honest with each other about, hey, here's what I got that might help you. Yeah. Might not be perfect. You can tweak a little bit, but here's what I got. Yeah. You know, and so so that's kind of the recipe. So like I ask people, if you do that seven minutes a week, you will find yourself infinitely better position to feel relaxed, to feel successful, you know, yeah. to feel at ease in the job. And um, and again, team helps, you know, yeah. we don't have to like invest a lot. The last thing I think about when I think about like team is then the longer stuff mm-hmm. and it's the the interpersonal maintenance so it's the happy hours after school it's the baby showers it's the i'm going to call you on a random friday just to check up on you because you looked a little weird on thursday yeah. you know so it's all of that stuff and what i ask is that like and, and we try to kind of switch it up in a you know i do it in a really deliberate way at first but then when i work with teachers as the relationships progress they do it in a more organic way after the first few professional development cycles or after the first few like teacher meetings i always ask you know can you get somebody's number in the room and call them a week from now just to check up on them yeah you know like we just had a meeting about like word study so a week from now i want you to call your person and just ask them like how they're doing with the word study you know, just like how you doing, like, or, you know, and what's going to happen is they're going to talk about life. Yeah. And that's those longer conversations. Yeah. You know, um, but those conversations mean so much. Yeah. They mean so much. And that somebody would think to call you, yeah. you know, there are so many times where I wish somebody would call me and ask yeah. me, you know, like, you know, like, um, you know, something and well, you're um, shy to reach out, you know, you know, you've got this thing on your shoulders, but you don't know who to reach out to or how to reach yeah. out. So to have that invitation yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah. And so to do that, and it's not a judgment thing, it's just like a, we're reaching out thing. And what I've found is that usually if, if I orchestrate the first few, mm-hmm. um, um, teachers will just organically start doing the others. And so if you're thinking about leadership in your own school building, one thing that you might do is like, hey, after we've done some professional study together, like everybody like check in on somebody else a week from today, but like yeah. plan who you're going to check out, check yeah. in on. So like everybody, we're going to trade num- names, we're going to trade email addresses, but who are you checking in with a week from now? You check in with that person and then it's the beginning of something big. Yeah. You know, like when I think about all of the professional progress that we celebrate, when I think about all of the heroes that we have, the social progress that we've made, mm-hmm. all of it is on the back of like intimate partnerships. Yeah. That no one does anything alone. Absolutely. You know, for every hero, like there's a posse of friends in the back, you know, yeah. like, you know, like really like looking out. Yeah. Avengers assemble. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So what are your superpowers? Let Cornelius know on Twitter. That's all we have time for on today's podcast. My thanks to Cornelius Minor for what has been an incredibly special series of podcasts. We hope to do more soon. If you have any suggestions for future conversations, let us know on Facebook or Twitter and be sure to follow Cornelius on Twitter via at Mr. Minor. Also check out the other podcasts in this series. This was our fifth conversation of five. There are four more on the Heinemann blog. We hope you'll listen to them. Be sure to subscribe for more podcasts and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can get a daily teacher tip right on your phone directly from Heinemann Authors by downloading the Heinemann Teacher Tip app. All this and more on Heinemann.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.